Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. We're going to actually going to stay in our series, Live Like It Matters. The Lord's really been stirring my heart. We declared last year, for those of you who are here for the very first time, we declared that November and December, God just really stirred Ty and I's heart that City Place was entering into a season every single year, was never going to change until unless God said otherwise, of intentional generosity. Intentional generosity. And last year, we gave more as it relates to how we serve, our time, our talent, our treasure. And the Lord's just been blowing our mind. And so I want you to prepare yourself to be generous outside of church. Next week, we're going to have some cards for you. It just simply says, uh, just a little something to show you that God loves you. And we want to encourage you to just be generous. Pray with more people than you've ever prayed for. Give a hug to more people than you've ever given a hug. When that person cuts you off instead of giving them, you got it. <laughs> Bless them, Father for they know not what they do. <laughs> Just give a little bit more kindness this year instead of that personality that Jesus is still working on. <laughs> and I promise you God's going to do uh, something fun. I also want to celebrate the fact that we have baptism today. <laughs> baptism today. City Place, uh, we have seen God uh, do more uh, in our baptisms this year. We said that we would be intentional. Uh, today, I believe we celebrate either our 17th or our 18th person being baptized this year. Can we celebrate Jesus? Because if we're faithful with the one lost coin, and if we go after the one lost person, then God would allow us to be able to care for more people. And so, yes, it's going to be fun. Or go to Matthew chapter 10. Go to Matthew chapter 10. Are you ready for God's word? If you are, say, yeah. <laughs> we had fun last Sunday. It was fun. We talked about live like it matters. We talked about the core. I don't know about you, but we had Dr. Q on here uh, showing us some ab work last week. Did anybody work out this week that was here last week and you changed how you did your crunches? I did. I, I changed how I did my crunches. I realized that I had been doing my crunches wrong and I started blaming my crunches this week for this right here. I was like, I had been lied to, and the reason why this isn't as tight as it should have been was because I was taught wrong, but now, since Dr. Q told me that I need to, you know, squeeze the belly button down, this week, no lie, I started seeing an ab. I saw one ab. I got 1% better. I feel security. I said it last week, the front row, we need... We need mega church security right here as we grow now. One ab showed up. One ab, because I do what y'all do. I go to the gym for the first time and expect to look like The Rock. Y'all don't do that? Come on now. Y'all know y'all haven't been in the gym in years. No, we're not going to experience instant gratification. But we all go like this. (laughs) 
Thank you, Dr. Quinard. I got 1% better. And I'm going to celebrate it. Now, the problem was, the problem was after I got home, I did have some ribs. <laughs> okay. All right. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse, verse 1. Uh, just to give you the context, we're still in our series. I'm going to read a lot of scripture uh, today. And my, my prayer is that, that it'll all piece together. Um, we're going to go back into Revelation chapter 3. Uh, I'm, I'm going to mention the word. I want everybody to brace yourself today. I'm going to mention the word money. Somebody say money. I'm prepping you because I'm going to mention the word. I'm only going to mention it for like three to five minutes. But sometimes when we get in church and you hear the word money, we get nervous. So I, want, I wanted to get it out of the way early so that you weren't surprised and you feel like there it is. I knew it. All they talk about is money. No, we've been here for an hour and a half. It's about five minutes. Okay? Look at somebody and say, ooh, I knew it. He's he, he talking about money. It's, it's, it's only going to be five minutes, and then we're going to talk about every, everything else. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 says this. Like I said, we're going to read a little bit, and then let's see what the Lord does. It says this in verse 1. And when he, this is Jesus, had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. Somebody say power. Over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Now, the names of the 12 of these apostles, Simon, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, Matthew, the tax collector, James, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, and Judas, who betrayed him. Everybody look up at me. God uses unqualified people. God uses people that you and I know act crazy. Uh, the reason why I say that is because if you're in here today and you are a Judas, welcome. You're qualified. But I'm also saying that if you are the person that points out Judas and doesn't feel like Judas should be able to roll with Jesus, say no more. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus gave power to the one he knew would act crazy. Can we keep reading? <laughs> I, I, the reason why I, I wanted to highlight that, because Jesus gave them it. The qualified. And, 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 and Matthew actually, actually terms them Disciples. The reason why I wanted to highlight Judas was because Judas had it. That's good. Judas had it. Orange. But over. <laughs> Let there be light. And there was light. Judas had it, but over time, he gave it away. He gave it away so much so that Matthew terms it betrayal. 
He had power. He had authority. Devil, come out. Change in Jesus' name. You have that, and you chose to give it away? Y'all with me? It, it, it caused me to ask, ask myself, so, 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 so how should I be living so that I don't lose it? Let's keep reading. Verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, Cast out demons, freely you have received, freely give. I was asking myself this question as we head into November and December. What do I do if I have it, but they don't? What do I do if, they ha if I have it, but they don't? Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Thank you for ministering to us. In this place, thank you for your presence being here. We don't take it for granted. Jesus, I step aside. Say what you want to say to your people. Let us leave here changed. Thank you that we get to celebrate those being baptized today. We never take it for granted. Speak to us, Jesus. I pray that all of us are listening on the edge of our seat to what you would have to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What do I do if I have it, but they don't? Go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. So remember Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says, I give you power. I'm giving it to those who I even know will one day give it away. Matthew chapter 28. Judas, just so y'all know, in Matthew 28, Judas is not on the scene here. The way we get to Matthew 28 is because Judas betrayed Jesus. Jesus dies on a cross. He raises from the dead. And before he sends to the Father, this is what he says. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, literally now, everything that I've given to you, go and give it to them. I've given you my life. I've risen from the dead. Now everybody has access to what you once had. So I'm giving it to you again. Now pass it on. So I, I, I found that uh, Jesus actually answered the question in Matthew chapter 10, and then Jesus answered the question again in Matthew chapter 28. What do I do if we have it? Or what do we do if we have it, but they don't? And write, write this down. You probably saw the title already. We live like it matters for them. We live like it matters for them. So over the first three uh, weeks of the series, we've been talking about live like it matters for us. Like we, 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 we talked about in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus is talking to a dying church in Revelation chapter 3, 1 through 4. And he says, hey, listen, uh, I see you and I've seen your deeds and they're dying. Uh, he says, and you look really good, but it's fake. He says, everybody sees you. You're looking really good, but what I see is not what everybody else sees. You're dying. And he says, strengthen what remains. The, the, the things that you started, strengthen what remains. The things that I told you about, the things that you heard me say, the things that you received, hold it fast, repent, lest it all fades away. And we said that we have to live like it matters. We, we asked ourselves, well, 
what do we do if we once had it? I told y'all the story of, of me acting, you know, crazy. I had nice outfits and all those different things. We said, what do we do when we had it, but then we don't have it? Who defines it? What kills it? And we went to John chapter 10, verse 10. I don't know if we have that verse. It says, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and to destroy. But Jesus made it clear, I've come that you may have life. Somebody say life. And have it. Somebody say it. More abundantly. So if I'm going to have it, if I have the it factor, that means that Jesus must be the it because he's the only one that can define it. Everything else is defined by me. My job, my status, my house, my car, whatever it may be that I feel like I may have it, it's really not confirmed until Jesus confirms it. And I have his life. We defined life based on scripture, which when Jesus is talking about that in John chapter 10, it comes from the word zoe, which is not the life that life. Yes, it is that. But Jesus actually says the life that I give you is one that is vigorous and full of vitality. It deals with the essential things you need in life. That's your that's your natural and the ethical things which belong to God. So he literally said the the life that I give you deals so that you can enjoy life as you're living in your flesh on earth, but it also targets you to be able to live according to the standard that God sets for you that he has set. But then it goes on to say the life that he gives you allows you to thrive on earth, but have an expectation of spending eternity with the Father. So he says, if you have the full life that I give you, you shouldn't just be focused on one aspect of your life. You should be focused on eternity as well. He says, I encapsulate everything that you would ever need. It's all found in me. Have you ever tried to find happiness? And you tried something and you realized that once you may have had it, it didn't bring the happiness. Maybe the wrong relationship. If I get with them, it'll meet this. Only to find out that when they left us. We felt the same as we did before we met them. Or how about the job and the money? Boy, when I get that, I'll feel this. Only to find out that what you get in there, those people crazy too. Anybody? The reason why every single person in here and all throughout our city, the world, there is a spiritual void that only God can fill. And we spend Life, time, trying to find it. But it will only be met and answered when you and I come into a real relationship with Jesus. You could buy the biggest house, the nicest car, and trust me, there'll be something else we want. Have we ever asked ourselves why? It's because the completion and fulfillment hasn't been resting in Jesus. So in... Revelation, Jesus says, you're dying off, man. You looked apart, but you're missing it. And as I was reading this week, I realized that there was more to what Jesus was saying than actually what I was telling you about over the last few weeks. And Pastor Ty talked about it in Atomic Faith. There are some questions in here. And and just so you can get caught up, last week we, we were talking about what do we do if we don't have it? We said this. Write these down real fast. Maybe they're in your notes. Take it seriously. Check it. We talked about our core. We said that we needed to remember it. This is all found in Revelation chapter 3. We have to finish it. We have to hold it. 
And then the Bible says in the last verse of Revelations uh, the, that I read, one through four, it says, listen, not everybody has chosen to forget it. There's still a few that's holding on to it. And we said, listen, if only a few people are living for Jesus 100%, be one of the rare people. Last week, we talked about how if we don't check our core, because Jesus says strengthen what remains, if we don't check our core, our posture starts to become unstable. And then we start leaning back. And when we start leaning back, culture begins to redefine our posture. And we needed to check our posture to make sure that things like God's word, is authority is still the same. That Jesus died for you and salvation comes through him alone and we can't earn it through works. That God is the creator of all things. He knows all things. He's ever present. We started saying that we've got to make sure that that core is never broken. And so this week I was reading and I'm, I'm reading Matthew chapter 10. I'm reading uh, Matthew chapter 28. And, and, and I feel like Jesus was saying a little something extra that if I wasn't careful, I'll miss it. Let's look at Revelation chapter 3, 1 through 4 one more time because I feel like there's some questions that God was answering. And, 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 and I realize this. I want, you, I want you to write this down. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus says this. He says, I gave it to you, but what did you do with it? I, I gave you my life. I gave you my power. I gave you my authority. But what have you been doing with it? In Matthew chapter 10, he says, hey, listen, cleanse, heal. Freely you have received. Freely give it away. I don't know about you, but a lot of my prayer requests are about Damon. God, do this for me. I want to work in the NBA. I wonder. I should have said, God, when I'm in the NBA, what would you do to use me? Lord, help me today. I wonder if our prayers shifted from freely I've got it from you to once you give it to me, how can I give it away? It's scary. Don't worry. I didn't mention money yet. I got to make sure I save my five minutes. <laughs> Why would God put us in positions only for us to receive it? Freely you get my power, freely give it away. Freely you get my salvation, freely give it away. Freely you get my peace, freely give it away. Freely I've done for you, don't just keep it to yourself, give it away. Matthew chapter 28, hey y'all, I'm about to leave. Now listen, let me remind you, I gave you all authority in heaven. God the Father gave it to me, I'm giving it to you. Give it away, don't stop till they get enough. Keep on, don't stop till they get enough. Don't you dare say they've had enough. Once you deal with your city, once you deal with your state, once you deal with your, your nation, touch the world. That's the reason why these boxes are not just going to go to our kids. They're going to the world. Okay, get a little passionate. I gave it to you, but what did you do with it? Can I ask you, what are you doing with your strong marriage? Been married 30 years. We got young couples in the church. Well, Pastor, you know, it's my season of rest. Okay. All right. I, am I punching somebody in the ankles? No, no, no. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But, 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 but this, is, this is where we can be. I do it. I do it. I do it. Hey, Daddy, you want to go play ball? Nah, son. I need to finish watching this show. 
the game's on. Well, actually, God gave me my kids. And surely I should be able to build them up even when it's inconvenient to me. Now, they know that today the Redskins play, or I'm sorry, the Commanders play at 1 o'clock. Ask me at 4. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Look, listen, listen. God, give me. You give me, but then I won't give back? My deeds I gave you and the dying off. What have you been doing with the life I gave you? And then what are you doing with the life that I gave you? It's a double question. Like, What are you doing with the life I gave you? And then what are you doing with the life I gave you? Just a question. I realize Jesus says this. I, I, I give you life, and then I provide the overflow of life for others. I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. He could have said it like this. Hey, I just want you to know this thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God created you and breathed life into you. Ta-da. He could have reminded them of Genesis. But he said, I came to give you life. And I came to give it to you to where it overflows. Have we ever asked why he would do such a thing? Because if this is me, well, you better bless me big. Because I'm building a legacy for my kids. Okay, that's fine. But what are you going to do with the life and the life that I gave you? See, God gives you and I life, the vigorous side, the passion, so that it can overflow to others. So in Revelations, he asked them because Sardis was a church that had it going on. Their nation was, was thriving. And Jesus is like, you're living in a thriving city, but you're not a thriving group of people. People go to your church, and they're like, wow, they kicking out CDs? Pastor preaching on television? They doing amazing outreach in the city. Jesus walks up and like, you preaching on TV? You doing outreach in the city? Your music is killing. Where's your spiritual fruit? Everybody love coming to your church, but I'm not coming. Strengthen what I gave you and let me come back in. Are, y- are y'all with me? The reason why, the reason why I, we, we are preaching the way we are preaching is because um, at City Place, we want Jesus and nothing else. And we have to be strong spiritually, so that when we hear things that would cause us last week to lean back and begin to change our spiritual posture, we'll say absolutely not. Or when God begins to speak to us, or there's a moment where we need to fight against the enemy, we won't lean back. We're going to go right at the enemy. And so we're going to preach about Jesus, and we're going to preach about him unashamed. So hopefully you don't feel like, you know, you're in the gym and, and, and I'm just punching at you. No, I'm not. What I'm doing is we're stirring what God is saying. Because God sees your yesterday. He sees your today and he sees your tomorrow. And so Jesus says, what have you been doing? So here's a couple of questions that I found that they were hidden. The first one is this. 
And I feel like God was asking this in a subtle way. I don't know how Jesus would have been able to ask it. Maybe it would have felt weird, you know, him talking. But I feel like God was asking this. What did you do or are you doing with my son Jesus? Like, like what are you doing with Jesus? That's a question for us as well. What are we currently doing with Jesus? During, during, during Atomic Faith, uh, Taisha asked us a question. She said, is my spiritual walk with God the priority? Like, is, is Jesus the number one? Like, have you and I been showing Jesus off? Have we been listening to Jesus? Ha- have we been making him the Lord of our life the way our confession did? Or is he just a tree ornament? cross around our neck, a bumper sticker, a slogan. What have we been doing with Jesus? Jesus says, hey, listen, uh, you have me. What you been doing with me? You have what I gave you. What you been doing with me? Like, for real. Huh? He says, if you're not careful, you could push me away, and I never wanted to be pushed away. Like, strengthen it. What, 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 what have you done with me? I found, I, found, I found some verses. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name we drove out demons, and in your name we performed miracles. And I looked at them plainly, and I said, I never knew you. Jesus is looking at this church, and it's like bookends. Hey! Preach in my name. Change people's life in my name. Before I ascend to my dad, change the world. I believe in Revelations, he's like, let me give you a glimpse of what it looks like. So I'm going to give you a warning. You have everything that you need to thrive on earth and in eternity. Don't lose sight of it. Then in Matthew again, he says, hey, listen, you came to me. And there'll be people who come to me like, Jesus, we did it. <laughs> I went up to Martha and I said, Thus saith the Lord, your days will be many. Thus saith the Lord, there's peace coming to your home. Lord, I did it. You. And Jesus looks at him and says, But you didn't know who I was. What did you do with me? What did you do with me? What did you do with me? I know you, you, you had the job in my name. I answered the prayer on behalf of the Father for you, but what did you do with me? After you left praying with me, like, I didn't see you for a long, long time. After you said yes to me, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear from you in a long time. I'm sorry, I just, I don't recognize you. Oh, Lord, help us. We can't be the church where we're putting a a demand on the presence of Jesus on Sundays. And he's like, hey, uh, tell me your address again. What time is your service? No, 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 city place. Like, Jesus and Jesus alone, that's one of our core values, is Jesus always. He's first and always. That's it, that's it, that's it. What are you doing with me, he asked. Because I want to make sure when you stand in front of me, I know who you are. Have you ever read that verse? 
don't know about you, like that's a scary verse. We pray that prayer like, Lord Jesus, please. We shared this during the pandemic. We were like, we need to get right. As senior pastors, we got to make sure that we're not just trying to put butts in seats. No, we have to present this church, this group of people back without spot or wrinkle or else we've missed it. If you don't know who Jesus is, oh, I have a fear that the Lord's going to hold up the line because we didn't preach what he asked us to preach. We wanted to preach what you felt like you needed to hear. And Jesus is like, well, what did you do with me? I'll finish this next week. Next week. Look at somebody say, next week. Pastor's going to mention money. But only for five minutes. Watch this, watch this, watch this. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 10 that he looks and he goes, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Uh, I, I need all of my disciples to come and follow me. Do you know what a disciple is? Fully devoted follower of Christ. He could have said, hey, hey, I need the 12 men that I've recruited. No, 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 no. It's, Matthew writes it correctly. I, I, need, I need the 12 followers of Christ. And then he turns it like this. I, I, the apostles, the ones who carry the gospel message to be able to change something in the culture of Christ. Bring, bring, bring. Everything that I have, I give to you. I realized that there's an answer in Matthew chapter 10 to the question that I asked you. Uh, here's the right answer. What did I do or am I doing with my son, Jesus, with God's son, Jesus? Here it is. The right answer is I knew him personally. Like, like I, 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 I know him personally, like not just from a surface level. No, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. That when he tells me to do something or he encourages me or he raises the bar a little bit more, like, I'm with you. I may have started off here, but I'm going to end here. Second question, second question, second question, second question. What did you do with what God gave you? What did you do with what God gave you? I wrote, I, wrote this, I wrote this down, and I don't know if this happens to you, because sometimes I'm a little hesitant with what God gave me. Uh, I'm hesitant to respond with a gift or a talent because of, because of FOMO. Anybody know what FOMO is? Fear, fear of missing out, right? And so, so I, I'll withhold what God gave me, because if I give over here time, talent, or treasure, I might miss something over Anybody ever be there? Like, like if I do this, I'm gonna miss out over here. And then, and then I realized there's look, 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 a couple of acronyms. Uh, I realized that FOMO is not in your notes, but you can write this down. FOMO needs to YOLO. FOMO leads to to YOLO. Y'all know what that is? Y'all, y'all probably think about Drake, aren't you? Let me pray for everybody here. Look, look, YOLO. You only live once. I don't know if y'all ever been there. Hey, listen, we only live once, right? So I'm going to live however I want to. You only live once. Let's do this, baby. I'm going to try everything when I get to college. I'm going to do everything because you only live once. Well, that's rooted in FOMO. I'm going to do everything before I get married because once I get locked down, 
FOMO. What did you do with what God gave you? Well, FOMO, if I, if I do this, I'm going to miss that. And then it leads to YOLO. I, I only live once, so I'm going to live this way. And actually, Jesus wasn't speaking about living once. He had a yolt. You only live twice. The Bible says to be absent in the body. Wait a second. Wait a second. So if I live like it matters, if I choose to have the Zoe thriving in me, Jesus' life said, I deal with your present, and the life that I have leads you to eternal life. When you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you physically die, your body dies, but your spirit says, ah, Daddy, it's so good to see you. Paul said this, he says, ah, it's in him I live in Acts. It's in him I move, and it's in him I have my being. See, Jesus said, um, We'll finish next week. Is, is it okay if we finish next week? Jesus said, uh, what have you done with me? And what are you doing with what I gave you? Well, these next few weeks, we're going to stay right here in this series. My heart is that God will begin to stir in us. We're going to grab hold of Jesus like crazy. And then we're going to give him away. We're going to give him away through a, a shoebox going to give them away through some turkeys. We, we do, just so you know, we have prayer stations for people. Prayer stations, and, 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 and we're not just like, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. It's like, how can we pray for you? Let's go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. Well, what, I thought they just come to get the turkey. Yes, they are. But we have something that they may not have. Got to give them Jesus. Otherwise, we're just giving away turkeys, right? And then our blessing bags. Lives. I was talking to, to Rudy and Fabiola. I was like, hey, um, we're going we're gonna to start seeing some people's lives change as we're praying for our homeless community. We're going to see some testimonies of some turnarounds. Because you know why? We're going to be praying behind the scenes. Because we're not just handing out meals. No, 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 no. That's a, hey, 5,000, they need some food. Feed them. While y'all are sitting down listening, I got, I got a you know, couple of stories to share with you. Whatever it takes, we're going to give Jesus. Why? Because as Jesus gives us life, he gives us that life to overflow. Are you with me? I want to ask you to prepare your heart for what God wants to do. I shared with the team earlier, and I'll share it more in detail. Next, ne next week, we're going to share what the end of the year looks like. But here's what I, I, want, I want you to begin to pray at home, and I want you to prepare for it. We're going to ask you, we're going to call our church into another season of prayer before the end of the year. Are you with me? So I, I want you to be prepared. I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we're going to call you into a season of prayer because we're going to end the year like it matters. It matters for you and it matters for somebody else. So you'll be hearing more about that. Will you by your head, close your eyes. Right where you are, right where you are. 
Can I ask you what? What have you done with Jesus? For some of you, you may not have met him yet. And trust me, he wants to meet you. I promise you, he wants to meet you. There's stories all in the building of crazy ways that people have met Jesus. But he wants to meet you, I promise you. There's nothing you have done, could do, that would cause him to not love you. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose again, that he comes and lives on the inside of you, which means you literally step aside and you say, the life that you're giving me, I accept. Salvation is actually one of the core beliefs that keeps our posture upright. Jesus, you died, and I realized I can't earn my way to heaven. I can't earn a relationship with you. But man, the gift of salvation that you give, I can accept. I acknowledge that you died. You rose again for me. Through my acceptance, I have eternal life. I can thrive on earth, but I can yolt. <laughs> I can thrive for all of eternity. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. I'm going to pray a prayer. And you say, Damon, yep, I'm ready to walk with God. Maybe you've been away and you're coming back. I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, dear Jesus, today I acknowledge that you died for me. On this Sunday, I choose to make you my personal Lord and Savior. You died for me. You rose again. And you're my gift. Today, I choose you. I choose you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, every head bowed, every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer, say, I'm accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior or coming back. Will you raise your hand high enough and long enough for me to see it? No one's looking around. Damon, I prayed that prayer today. I see your hands. I see your hands. I see you. I see you. Anybody else? I feel like there's a couple more people. I see you. I see you. You can put those hands down. Father, thank you for the decisions that were made today. If you made a decision today, praise God. The rest of City Place Church is clapping along with you. We are praising in our house, and we are so excited for what you've done today. It's a big moment. Whether it was experiencing freedom from things that are entangling you, or if it was accepting Jesus for the first time, well done. You took a step. All we ask now is connect with us. Let us know so that we can celebrate even more with you. You can go on cityplace.com. You can fill out a connection card so that we can get in contact with you because we just want to help you take your next step. We're all in this together. We are one body, one family. So let us know what, what, what God did in your life today so that we can help you move into the next step. Uh, but before we end today, we always take a moment to worship God through our giving. And you should see it on the screen, but we have a lot of ways to give here at City Place Church. And all we ask is that you're obedient to whatever the Holy Spirit places on your heart and to live intentionally generous. So I'm gonna go ahead and pray over the offering. Dear Jesus, we thank you for the message that you placed on my heart. I thank you for working in my life so that you and I together could bring this message to somebody that needs to hear it. For somebody that was looking to find you for the first time or somebody that was looking to find freedom. Maybe they were confused on you know, why all the relationships or the way that they talked to people uh, just wasn't working. Maybe they felt like they had no control over the life or the choices that they're making. And we thank you for the freedom that you've provided today by, by showing us what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I pray for those that made decision. I pray that they would take another bold step and connect with us here at City Place Church or wherever they're at with somebody who can help them take a next step and build their relationship with you. 
I pray over the offering today, Lord, that as we as a church continue to commit to live, uh, live extremely generous, to bless the community around us and to bless the communities even outside of the United States, that you would just take it and multiply, Lord, for your purposes. We thank you for this day. I thank you for all of our City Place members and those that chose to join today. Lord, may you bless them and keep them. In your name we pray, amen. Have a great week, City Place. Thanks for joining us. If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag CityPlaceChurch to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.